It's Dynamite Drop-In. Comedians talking AEW. Let's introduce your host. He's a stand-up comedian with one of the most downloaded dry bar comedy specials ever. The Murder Hawk Monster! Lee Harden. He's a stand-up comedian whose Amazon Prime special debuted at number one and a former new Midwest wrestling heavyweight champion at Michinoku Pro Recruit. Jeremy Nunes. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Dynamite Drop-In. We are stand-up comedians, we watch Dynamite, and we talk about it right after the show. We have fun with it, because we're not smart fans. Jeremy, what is it? We are just fans. We're just fans, and we're here hanging out. And uh, I've got one quick beef um, with uh, Rampage before we get started, though. Stop calling them tag matches. Stop it. Stop calling it a trios tag. Stop calling it an eight-man tag. When there's no tags, sorry to sound like Cornette, but <laughs> I saw not one tag either of those matches on Rampage. That's all I'm going to say. Jeremy, your book's still selling really well, right? Still a hot book. It is. We uh, are back okay. on the, uh, the Amazon bestseller charts. You can't write City Hall. Uh, and uh, I'm very excited about that. If I was any happier, I would be negative one in the arms of Ty Conti. A good life that's 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 about the only that's about a good thing he's got going on for him man so that's uh <laughs> he gets in there but, too he, he gets in there yeah he ain't afraid um <laughs> but man it is time to talk dynamite tonight and they start off hot cm punk we love cm punk of course he knocks it out of the park on commentary he was wearing a rancid hoodie what up Saw Rancid last weekend here in Nashville with Drop Peak Murphy's. It was killer. Had a fantastic time. They put on a heck of a show. It was so good. And Punk's a killer, man. He's a killer on commentary. Um, giving us more reason to get rid of Excalibur. We're good. We, we don't need Excalibur <laughs> anymore. You can even hear it in the little jabs at Excalibur. CM Punk's just going, I'm not even trying, and I'm way more better at this than you are, Excalibur. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, some people love Excalibur, some hate him. But the problem is if you replace him with CM Punk, then uh, CM Punk can't wrestle. That's true. That's true. Um, and that's so odd because Excalibur can't commentate or wrestle. That's It's weird how that works. Uh, <laughs> but, man, I like the opening match, though. I will, I, you know, not to... You know, not to dive dive too much into Punk's commentary. It's gonna it's throughout the whole show. But I loved Jungle Boy. I loved Adam Cole. I thought this was a good match. Adam Cole knows how to dance with anybody. That's what I noticed. You like when AEW started, too many new guys. You need a Jungle Boy, and you need you need an Adam Cole, and they both made each other look good. Adam Cole, the footwork, the knowing where to be at. He made Jungle Boy look so so good. Loved it. You know, um, I almost sent you a text before this match actually started and said, I am going to predict this match is superb. Um, it wasn't that. So it's kind of let down in that. It wasn't bad either, though. Um, I thought they told a fine story. It was good. It was watchable. 
And, uh, you know, I like that they ended by protecting Jungle Boy with the uh, the kick to the junk there. Um, yeah. The match ended like how every wrestling match with me and my son ends. Kick to the junk. Um, kick to the junk. <laughs> and what I mean is I, I kick him in the junk. There you go. <laughs> that's smart. I like that. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, that's how you got you to gotta show him who's boss. Show him. You 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 don't win a fight by being honorable. You got to get in the fight quick. Shot to the nuts, man. There's That's no right. rules in a there's no rules in a fight, especially no rules in a W fight. Are you kidding me? They don't enforce rules at AEW. It's like the Mexico police down there. You got to bribe them to get something happening. <laughs> so, uh, one of the matches I don't recall which one, but CM Punk actually even said, you know, it was total chaos, and he said whoever the ref was. Might as well just come have a seat with us. Yes. They're not doing anything. It was Aubrey. I was, was like, okay. that's the that was the best comment ever. She's just looking around, hanging out, checking her watch. Um Yeah, I agree, man. Um not, not many rules here in the fight. That's fine. Not many rules in the match. Still liked it. I thought they could have saved some stuff. It felt like a pay-per-view match. Just all the false finishes. I'm gonna go on. This is TV, man. Save your good stuff for pay-per-view, but that's just a guy who didn't wrestle and knows nothing about booking talking about it. Um, <laughs> but holy crap, we had to we had to have an, a commercial break. Why do we have to have the worst commercial breaks at AEW? Why do they do that? Why someone's walking to the ring? Well, it's time to go to break. <laughs> now they're in the ring talking, and it proceeds to be one of the worst segments I've seen in a long time. Good brothers just don't care. It's all about trying to be funny. Everyone's trying to be funny, and it's not funny. But is this the new version of heel? Is that what is it? Is this the new way to be heel? Because guess what, MJF's can be better at you than being a heel. But is this the new way to be heel? Is just to be bad at comedy? Like it just wasn't executed well either. That's the other thing. Just the whole. No you, no you, Daniel Bryan coming in, the whole back and forth. It just was poorly executed, I thought. You know, um I then Marco Stunt comes in with his crocs. <laughs> Saved the segment. Thanks for saving it, Marco, with your crocs. Jeez. You know <laughs> the one thing I don't get with Marco is uh you know, I'm sure he's a swell guy. But when he's great singer. Out- Great yeah. singer songwriter. He there's clips of him singing, singing, playing guitar. Good at it. Very good at it. Uh, it's just hard to. I don't get when he's marching out like he's uh, as they say in the in the midwestern streets, Billy Bad A. Uh, I like that you're not afraid to make like, ooh, I want to see her naked comments, but God forbid we say a swear word on this podcast. Oh yeah, of course not. I've never said I want to see anyone naked. Um, <laughs> I just say I enjoy looking at some of the ladies, Ty Conti specifically. Right. But there you go. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, it's tough to take him serious. So if he's yeah. the extra guy, so especially it's in on, Crocs. Yeah, yeah. So if, if he's the extra guy, it's five on five, and he's marching out too. That's cool. If he's coming out to like even up the playing field, it's you know I uh, not for me. Uh, if he had a if he had a handgun. I'd be like, all right. There you go. Now we're talking. Now it's business. Can he get in a good shooting stance with the Crocs, though? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and can anyone else do backstage segments besides poor Tony? It's like, I got to go commentate this match, then run back there. You can't 
they're going to get interrupted anyway. You can just have somebody that isn't even that good to get back there with the mic and have it taken away from them. And apparently Marvez had the night off. I guess. Congrats, Marvez. Um, And then Alex, you're not going to let Alex Abrantes talk. You're you're, going to bench Tom Brady. Would you bench Tom Brady? (laughs) If you got Tom Brady in the game, are you going to hand off to the running back every play? That's what they just did. They just hamstringed him. And like, this is your best talker in the room. Let this guy talk. What are you doing? And you know, you had uh, a bunch of guys with heavy accents arguing back and forth and yelling. I, I might as well be watching a kung fu movie at this point. I had no idea what anybody was saying whatsoever. <laughs> it's a, a legit a Mexican standoff. I mean, <laughs> kind of was, but I think I know what Cody's doing. By the way, uh, Cody Rhodes. That is, there's no other Cody's in AEW, right? There's no, there's not like three or four of them that I'm missing. It's just one Cody. It would not right. surprise me, but he's the only one I can think of at the moment. <laughs> okay. Um, there is a show on Amazon called The Boys. It's like this superhero-type drama type of thing, dark comedy. There's a character named Homelander, and Cody is dressing like Homelander. And Homelander is apparently this guy who thinks people like him because he has superpowers, and then people start to not like him, but he's oblivious to it. And he like acts like, oh, you guys should like me. I save people. And because of that, people are not a fan of him anymore. I'm butchering the description, but basically should be liked, thinks he should be liked, but it's going the opposite direction. And I think Cody is doing that, and that's not heard that commentary before on what Cody's doing. So it's not my take, but I like that take. So Cody's being a heel, but he's doing it in a different way. It's like, why don't these people like me type of thing? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm your superhero here at AEW. I created AEW you guys should like me so I think that's what they're doing um you know I have heard that about the Highlander thing before um Homelander or sorry Homelander he's Um, not Scottish okay (laughs) my dad's just the roots (laughs) um American dream just the roots uh I have heard that before um I just, you know, of course, you would not be surprised to hear I have not seen that. So That's okay. I haven't seen it either, but I, I have seen, like, pictures and commercials. I'm going, yeah, Cody's dressing exactly like that. This is not my idea, but I'm going, yeah, I, I, I like that theory. So Okay. Um, so I would tell you, I have heard that Cody has said in, uh, you know, sort of the shoot discussions that he's done being a heel. He will not be a heel anymore. But the audience has had enough of babyface Cody. So this storyline, um, maybe they're building to something here to have Cody make a big comeback and get the people behind him or something. Uh, I, I hope not. Know. I hope it's a super heel. But at the same time, he did try to victimize himself at the end of that segment with Arn. Right. And I'm going, man. But maybe that's the genius behind Maybe there's... 3D chess going on that we don't know about. But yeah, that's and, what I mean. Um, yeah. Um, as so as for now though uh the match itself was fine as i've said before dante martin will be fantastic at some point eventually though he's got to learn how to tell a story in the ring and not just do cool stuff you know what i mean uh i agree sort of spot fest uh i know but it was it was fine and then yeah you got the nightmare family uh situation going on there more drama than a junior high lunch table right (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, Shoddy Lee, still t- sticking with uh, Shoddy. Um, Big Shoddy! Shoddy. <laughs> who, who fixed your car this week? Uh, this guy named Big Shoddy. That's right. He's at uh, Park, Park yeah. in Maine here in our town. Yeah, your car doesn't work. Well, you know, that's what he said. He said he's got shoddy work, so that's why they call him Big Shoddy. Uh, Kingston, my dude, uh, looked good in that T-shirt. <laughs> okay, I'm t- like it's a good, it's a form-fitting look on him. It doesn't. It, it covers up any signs of him not working out and he's still a good wrestler. So loose, loose fitting clothing makes sense with his character and that fits his look a lot more the same way Kevin Owens shirt fit him a lot more than like a singlet. So sometimes just a look fits that person that look fit him that this match could have went on longer. I like all these guys and they actually tagged, um, I don't remember this guy that tagged with Bear Country though. He even CM Punk pointed it out. I'm like, this is a weird fit. So <laughs> I'm I'm with you. So, but you hey, know, Eddie, Eddie looks good. So good. Okay, because when you said I like all these guys, my next question was, have you even heard of this other guy, Anthony Green? Uh, I've never seen right. him. Um, hey, wait, his last name's Green. Yes. Well, you're you're wrestling on TV. This is the first time we've heard of you, and you're going with the last name Green. Can him and Shoddy tag team up together? This guy's green and this guy's a little shoddy. Uh, or, sorry, really, so he's big at being shoddy. So we got a new guy and we got a shoddy guy. You want someone calling themselves green, like as a wrestler? Well, <laughs> hey, Mr. Johnny New, I'm new at this. <laughs> Johnny New. <laughs> um, Mr. <laughs> new. <laughs> Uh, so I will tell you, um, I thought the match was, was fine. Uh, these guys kind of reminded me of the old three man band back in the, in the day. So guys that, uh, you know, as what people thought of them back in the day, yeah, they're good at what they do, which is job for the good guys. Uh, and then of course, all of them went on to have much better careers, but so maybe that'll happen to bear country and Anthony green. But for now, I'm going to tell you a very quick story, Lee, that when I was, uh, in high school, my grammar teacher used to say, Jeremy, the world needs ditch diggers too. And uh, for this, the wrestling world needs jobbers too. Did you go to school in the 1940s? Uh, no, but that's what he always said. And now I have a best selling book. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, you should write a book on how to dig ditches. Like, I'd be qualified to uh, write a book on something. I mean, yeah, but you can write a book about anything, Lee. <laughs> exactly. So you should write a book about digging ditches. And it'll be a bestseller because it's you and send them a copy. And now we're not even talking about wrestling anymore. How's that? Cool. There you go. All right. All right. <laughs> well, shout out to Tony Schiavone's new book. There you go. I pulled it back uh, in. <laughs> My gosh. Um, and it's faction night here at AEW. Apparently you get 25% off your tickets. Bring your faction because that's what's happening. Uh, got Matt Hardy's faction showing up now. Um, which Matt Hardy are we getting now? Because he did the deleted thing, and now he's not in a suit. And then Dark Order shows up. I'm like, crap, the Dark Order's back. And TH2 is in there as well. Um, how'd they go from, like, the greatest show last week to now just ruining it? Like, well... (laughs) 
<laughs> and they had another guy wrestling in there. I have never seen that guy. Of course uh, not. Of course not. There's like 80 people, and then we're supposed to know all of them. Well, Excalibur knows all of them, and the rest of us just don't don't care. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? There's well, a dude that looked like a really skinny Batista. Did you notice yeah. that guy? I have no yeah, idea who that was. And then Colt did a great job as a cigar store Indian. Colt Cabana, the one guy in that group who's <laughs> got quite a lot of experience. It's just hanging out. And then, I'm sorry, I know Brody Lee's son, I, I, I know they want to make it a special thing, but it looks bad when he's out there. Some kid with a shirtless mask, it's not a good look. Like, and you're going to mid-card it, you're going to honor Brody Lee and <laughs> mid-card him. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the, the, then the chaotic, the, the chaos, it was just, it was just all this chaos. Um, Jack, if, Jack Evans, is his gimmick to botch? because <laughs> he should be called big shoddy <laughs> oh that's he's just funny. a walking he's he, he botches when he walks like he he, he it's horrible well <laughs> so i will say of course the match was absolute chaos um and as you complain about and i'm with you on this one like tags were like the points on whose line is it anyway do not matter do not <laughs> matter just, uh so there's another uh late 90s reference for you um so uh yeah the match was pretty chaotic i'm curious where the storyline with dark order goes so they've got division week after week after week and then now um forgive me for not knowing your name mrs brody comes out uh, oh yeah and sort of remivates them and then they find their mojo back um does yeah, this mean stupid. they keep that it? Was so stupid. We'll see. She comes out. She's yelling at him. I like that I they. Uh, I like that they made the wife yelling a happy moment. Uh, at my house, the wife yelling is generally not a happy moment. Um, oh, you know, it's not like I. You're like fighting with your son. You're fight punching him, and then you walk away, and then she comes in and yells at you, and then you finish the fight. Is that? Is and then that we're how all that friends. Goes? Then we're all friends yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and then yeah, I, I thought the whole thing was dumb. So yeah, and then I'll disagree with you on the negative one thing. I think I do actually like that. Um, so I hope to have a close eye on that kid. Cause let me tell you, the wrestling business is a dirty, dirty world. And that guy, by the time he's like 15, it's going to be on uh Coke and hookers if they're not careful. So <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe I, I, he's for sure seen everybody naked at this point. So, <laughs> <you know. laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. And then we had Segment City after this. It was segment upon segment. They went to commercial break off the segment and then came back in with the segment. I'm like, how about some intros? How about after after the commercial break, go, here we had FTR earlier today, had some heated words about filling the blank. But before that, we had Leo Rush, who bragged about his business ventures, and I guess that means he's going to be a good wrestler is the translation behind that. <laughs> he's like, here's how I make my money. Okay. He said nothing about AW. He just said, here's how, I, here's, here's how my business works, which it is a better gimmick than Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy just says he has money. Leo <laughs> Rush is like, well, here's my business plan, and here's how it works. Oh, and then I'm like, well, Cool. I guess that means he's going to be a great wrestler. I mean, I know he's a great wrestler, but I just didn't get the connection. It was it was uh it was random. I will say though, here's the difference 
And and again, forgive me, I'm not familiar with what he was doing uh, in, in the indie world. I don't know. But I will say I'm happy to see that he's at least got some sort of gimmick versus his time in WWE when he was just, hey, here's a loud guy on the microphone during a match. You know he what I mean? He was good at it. He was really good at it, though. Well, he, he was. was a great. Yeah. He was. But I feel like this has far more intrigue to it and, and a story can be built around it versus, uh, you know, a guy that talks sometimes. Yeah. And he just, it just had nothing to do with like wrestling. I mean, I was like, anyway, I was spending too much time on it. The segment, his segment didn't even last this long. Um, I liked FTR's promo, always a good promo, but it was just a segment after segment. And then another segment, um, Dan Lambert, good stuff, but it was, it was just, Another segment, I liked that he called the band Fuzzy. It seemed like an accident, but that was a happy accident. So He probably thinks that's the name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but So I, was, I wanted to point something out here, Lee, uh, because Ethan Page just gave a clinic on promos right here. Yeah. So, and I've seen very, very few wrestlers pull this off which is, if you notice, Lambert's going, and then Scorpio Sky takes the mic, and then Ethan Page lasts. By yeah. the time it gets to Ethan Page, everyone does not care. They're chanting, uh, shut, shut the F up. They're, yeah. they're doing the what chant, and I think that is the stupidest thing in wrestling. I don't know why people do it. But, yeah. So they're doing all that. They do not care. It's not that they're giving heat. They just do not care. And Ethan Page gets the mic, and everyone stops and listens. It's, cool. um, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking if, uh, you think back to kind of when you, I, I wouldn't think this happens to you now, but in, in, in the beginning days of comedy, when you're opening the show and you've lost the audience and they're all just talking over you, they don't care. And then the, the headliner goes up and takes control and everyone's quiet and focuses in and listens. And I'm like, why didn't I get them to do that? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. very similar. The, so many wrestlers cannot do that, but he did. Uh, I was very impressed. Yeah, wasn't bad. I agree. Well done. Those guys are great. I would have, I would have liked the squash match, and then they cut promos just because I like watching them wrestle. But that's just me. Still good, though. Another segment. Another segment. Then we had Ford and Bunny versus two. It, it, what I saw was two blondes in black versus two blondes in pink. And I <laughs> tuned out. I, uh, you, <laughs> and they... We have similar takes on this. I had uh, two chicks who've banged the locker room versus two chicks who are classier. <laughs> <laughs> but no cussing on this show. We'll say bang yeah, of course. all we want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of like Mid-South wrestling in the 70s where one guy was in black trunks kind of losing his hair and chubby versus another guy in black trunks kind of losing his hair and kind of <laughs> chubby. So, not Yeah. It, it it's, it's not the only time it's happened like this, but I lost. I'm like, they look exactly the same. Just one's in pink, one's That's in black. Funny. I, um, you made me think of something. I'm going to throw in a, a quick plug. If you've heard of Airy TV, A I R Y TV, it's a free st streaming television service, totally free, has numerous channels on it, uh, all exclusive to that. And one of them is all regional wrestling from like the 70s and 80s and it is fantastic Sweet. to watch and see the big finish being like a drop kick it's amazing yep. leave leave a link to that to the show. 
on the show description. That sounds awesome. More segments. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nyla Rose, you're playing my, you're paying my pleasure. I'm just going, you know, Nyla does know a little bit about pain. That thing does not come off easily. So. <laughs> oh, we're going to get some hate mail for that one. Dynamite yeah. drop in at Outlook.com. Yeah. Just for the record, we're not afraid of trans people. So don't throw that transphobia comment. It was a joke because the reality is she had a thing. Didn't have it anymore. That's where the joke comes from. So there's no fear of this person who doesn't have a thing anymore. There you so go. get over it. Yeah, I was going to say this match is uh, it's a three-way battle between uh, a chick who looks like a dude, a chick who is a dude, and a chick who legit fights like a dude. Yep. <laughs> it's brutal. MJF, um, love his stuff. Because uh, here's the thing. I know the lead's trying to be heels and – there's all sorts of heels, but MJF will go darker than you. He will get real heat. He will go. He will say the holy crap stuff. He will say the stuff that makes you go, uh, can you say that? Because that's what they did in the 70s. That's what they did in the 60s. Territory days. You said stuff that ticked people off. I don't know why wrestling fans don't catch that. That's what he's doing. <laughs> um, the school shooter line was hilarious. Oh. I love that. Uh <laughs> But we just saw Darby. And what happened to Brian Pillman Jr.? Shouldn't they keep that going? I thought that was pretty... Like, build them up. Like, let them work together. Let them do a long-term storyline thing. We just saw Darby. Like, why has he got to mess with MJF? MJF and Pillman could make some money together or have some magic together. Uh, the only thing I can think of here... So, of course, and I don't think anyone would debate me. MJF is just a sword on the mic. Um why somebody so green on the mic as Darby are, do they have them going face to face like that? If they're going to, I, I just don't think that's a good idea. They should be doing some pre-tape stuff so that Darby actually has time to work with the agents and whoever to actually come up with counter arguments versus MJF just shredding him. Uh, the school shooter or Darby. What's that? What's that? The school shooter line is fantastic as was the, uh, I'm really digging the Batman voice here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Darby could have just stared and got on a skateboard and skated off or something. He could have. Yeah, that would have sure. been. That would have been better. Uh, it's the main event. I forgot it was happening. I just. I was excited about the main event, but it. For me, it's like, yeah, I'm getting ice cream at the end, but you just made me eat a raw onion before I got to my ice cream, so I'm not that pumped here. Uh, <laughs> I liked it, even even the little... Maybe this will send a message to Sammy Guevara. I'm like, you don't have to flip everywhere. For instance, when Miro had to catch you and pick you up from that flip, that did not work. Um, but I like Sammy Guevara, but that was pretty funny. Um Cool man event. Congrats to Sammy. Um, I didn't expect that win, which was cool. Nice little twist, but it's hard to beat Miro clean. So I, I thought there would be some dirty work, but it's okay. I was happy for uh, for Sammy. So Sammy looks good. Russell's good. Talks good. He's a, he's another future star of uh, of AEW. So good job signing this guy. Good job, Cody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought this match was a lot of fun. And uh, another sort of lesson I wanted to point out here, not real often do you see the fans get on their feet in the middle of the match. 
I, you can yeah. see them get on their feet when the big finish is happening. But heck, like two thirds or three quarters into this match, they're just on their feet and just stay there. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I mean, uh, again, yeah, I was really surprised to see, just like you, to, to see Sammy pull this off. I was, if I was any more stunned, I would have just lost to Stone Cold. Nice, nice, nice reference there. Uh, <laughs> Late nineties, baby. Late nineties, OJ Simpson, Tanya Harding. We we like we like our nineties is what we're getting at here. <laughs> we're big fans of the nineties. It's a good decade. But you know what? That was that's the end of the show. Um, that's how it ended. Ended on a happy note, which was cool. Cool. I'm gonna go ahead and say that is my match of the night. And then MVP of the night will be Sammy Guevara. Congrats. You, you did killer. Good job. Miro did a great job. Enjoyed that. So those are my match of the nights and main events. So what say you? All right. Um, I am absolutely with you with uh, match of the night is Sammy and Miro. I think uh, no argument anywhere else. Uh, and then for MVP, you know, I may have to uh, echo you on that, Lee. Let's go Sammy times two. Sammy times two. Sammy two. All right, man. Good call. Good call. Um, so we got, our, we, got our, we got those out of the way. Now we got to rank the show. We always rank it from one to ten. And we, we always rank that number, equate that number to a wrestler's body type because we're shallow. And I'll be honest, it was, it was a drastic difference from last week. Uh, started out hot. But then the segments, the chaos in the ring, every match. And then until it was like that until the very end to the main event. So not my favorite show. Not they, they, I hate that they do that. There's this, the, the segments are so weird and oddly produced. The commercial between this segment and that segment, it was just a cluster after that first match. It was just a lot of cluster. So last week I rated it high. This week I'm I'm giving it a five, and that's mainly just because of the Ooh. first and last match. I mean, that's about it. Everything else just ticked me off. The chaos in the ring all the time. <laughs> it's just there's no reason. Like, well, these people are outside. I'm just gonna go flip and dive just because. And then if you notice, when it gets to that point, ten percent of the people are enjoying it. The rest of the crowd, you can hear it. Some are liking it, but the rest of the crowd's like, what? What is this? But I'm going five. <laughs> You make me think of uh, when Dan Lambert is out there getting heat, making fun of how AEW works. You're the guy in the back going, yes, exactly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dan. <laughs> um, you know, I, I am kind of with you. I thought this was uh, sort of, I don't know what the term for that is. The uh, Sort of the, uh, a U, I, sh I guess, in uh, a U-shape excitement show. Started out hot. Dropped and stayed low and then got hot at the end again. Uh, yeah. so I was kind of riding a five for a while until the very end. I was really impressed and it elevates it all the way to a 7.5. And wow. why not Miro? Miro. Miro, yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. That is a good one. I like that. Good call. Good call, Miro. You got a 7.5 bod and don't worry, your match, your match was good. I, I personally think you're, you're, you're more than a 7.5, Miro, just in case, because you live near me in Nashville, because they insist on mentioning that you're from Nashville, <laughs> from Bulgaria, but you reside in Nashville. It's good that we know that in your intro. God forbid we, we don't know both locations of you. Um, but that's all right. 
I think you're big. I think you're better than that, Miro. Just in case you attack me, um, or want to attack me, because you know, you know where I live, probably. So, uh, no worries. That's the end of the show. You guys are awesome for listening. And once again, please subscribe to the show. When you subscribe, on whatever platform you listen to us on, you get notified on new episodes coming out. So, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. At any time, you can email the show dynamite drop in at outlook.com. Please remember to like, comment, review, subscribe, and share this podcast. And always follow Lee Harden and Jeremy Nunez, that's me, on all social media. We'll see you next time. <laughs>